With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Today I'm going to give you a bit of a different perspective on the Cowboys game. As you know, I have been doing a lot of traveling for the holiday season, so I didn't actually get to watch that game until New Year's Day. Here is my reaction. Watching a game for the first time when you already know what happens, particularly when it ends like Saturday's game against the Cowboys, is... weird. And that's because you see every play the Lions didn't make that would have taken it out of the refs' hands. You see every little play call, every personnel decision, every missed sack ending in a massive touchdown reception, without any emotional attachment to them. Like, I knew the score days ago, as I was sitting in Edmonton having dinner with my wife on the last day of our trip back to Canada. Uh, So I don't feel this game like you guys did. I saw what happened on Twitter while she was away from the table momentarily. (laughs) Okay, who am I kidding? Uh, I was peeking at my phone the entire night until the game ended and then just put it away in my pocket. This game stole my Pop-Tart Bowl-induced high going into the new year, which, which is irritating. Uh, but there, there's something different about it when you watched it happen. So like, I don't really feel this one the way that everybody else has. Uh, so when I say I find it interesting that everyone is mad at Barnes for missing the sack in the end zone, like Dak didn't move in the pocket just as he got there to avoid him. But nobody mentioning that both Anzalone and Campbell just stood there playing patty cake with a lineman on that play doing absolutely nothing like like why is ag still using campbell on the edge he's terrible please stop because he is just not good at it like particularly if he's going to be part of the actual rush plan he's a victim on the edge and he's the reason Dak could just saunter out of that pocket off to the right with no fear of being touched for five and a half seconds It could have been nine seconds and Campbell wasn't getting anywhere near him. And I mean, like the response drive after that, like, you know, five yard run to Montgomery, a false start negating that five yard gain, seven yards to Laporta. And then Laporta just 
whiffs completely on a block, which is not characteristic for him. But, but that play was going to get a first down and, and continue the drive. I saw a lot of complaining on Twitter about slow developing run plays, and I'm guessing that it starts with that particular play, and that wasn't a bad play call. That was a player not blocking somebody he was supposed to block. If Laporta doesn't completely miss Dante Fowler, that's an easy first down and probably a little more. And that was after a negative yardage drive that took the Lions out of field goal range after a turnover. Like their next drive was a pick on a screen pass to start the second quarter after this. Like, just one thing I want to say, I think the real head coaching candidate on this staff is actually Dave Phipp. Um, Jalen Reeves Maven now has a passer rating. That's the kind of innovative thinking I want if I'm a head coach or looking for a head coach. And going forward on the fourth and goal from the four, like the Lions are having trouble protecting Goff and they called a play that they were going to have to protect Goff while the Cowboys were basically just living in their backfield. Like, pass or run, at that moment, they couldn't block anything. It was a bad call to do that. They should have taken the three points, and that's not revisionist history. I've been complaining about not taking early points this entire season because it has cost them multiple games now. Like, I get it, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, but this was the f first emotional decision I saw cost this team a game at the end. <laughs> like, the Lions did not look like they had done their homework on the Cowboys' late front or how they used them. Or maybe they did, and their wise decision was that Demarcus Lawrence didn't need to be blocked doesn't seem <laughs> like a wise decision let's say um but let's not do a completely negative review, review of this game that they barely lost uh i wanted to call attention to a specific play at 12 14 in the third quarter it's third and 12 the lions d-line from left to right is hutch outside the tackle the commish on the nose and bruce Irvin outside the other tackle who has now been cut okay we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, they're in a 3-3 alignment. So there's three linebackers, three linemen. That's what that means. But like both Derek Barnes and Jack Campbell are showing blitz to either side of the commission on the nose. So it's basically the equivalent of a five-man line. They stunted on both sides with Hutch and Irvin both rushing the gap to Kaminsky's right. So Hutch comes all the way from the left side to the right of the nose tackle. And it's the kind of thing the Lions have been missing all year without James Houston. Like, like Irvin went outside, sold an outside rush, then cut in and, and made the play. They haven't had two guys on the, on the field at the same time who could do this at, at all, at any point, and it worked so well. And now they have cut the guy who it was happening with, hoping that James Houston can come back and be that guy, presumably... Like Irvin hit Dak while he was throwing, uh, but the broadcast focused only on the defended pass on the other end, which was cool. Like, I love Brian Branch. I don't think I've been shy about saying that since draft day, before draft day. <laughs> uh, but the thing that made the play was Barnes doing the selfless thing that never gets talked about because he, he just plowed 
into the guard and drove that guard into the tackle, opening up space for Irvin and then also Hutch to get through. But then in the third quarter, we had a massive play by Gibbs turned into a five-yard penalty. Just self-inflicted wound. Like, Jamo erased it. Like, and Goff hit him in stride on a deep shot. So those of you saying he can't, he did. Time to find a new incorrect talking point for the rest of this year. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On the Cooks TD, if you have Cooks one-on-one with Iffy, that is a defensive play-calling mistake. AG made very few few of those that night, but that was one of them. And like the Lions did screw up at the end. And I, I don't disagree with going for two initially or anything they did on that play. That should have worked. But when that fails, actually, even before that fails, like let's, let's be realistic for one second here. If the Cowboys were told Decker was eligible, they would have covered him. They didn't cover him at all because they had no reason to cover him. They were looking at 70, not 68. It doesn't go like that if the ref doesn't screw that up. Now, he might still be wide open. It happens all the time. Tackles catch touchdowns. But what I disagree with, even if you take that whole thing aside, like the ref screwed it up, not forgiving them for that. But if you take all of that and you just go, okay, but after that happens, you just need to kick it. It's one thing going for it from the two it's another thing going out for it from the seven or the three and the eight like that that's one of the hardest hardest touchdowns to get is from inside the 10 and goal to go because there's just so little space that the defense has to cover and they don't have to fear the run in any way shape or form it's an emotional decision not a rational decision and to be frank it's an indefensively bad call on the part of dan campbell and ben johnson and the two play calls that followed that one that the refs took away, like the, those, the two plays the Lions called after that were terrible. Whether it was Jared Goff's decision or the design of the play itself, I can't tell you, but throwing short of the goal line with goal to go and on a two-point conversion is, is how you lose football games, and they did it twice. What they needed to do was just kick the extra point calm the hell down, and give themselves a shot at home field advantage to the playoffs. What they did was scream at the officials and call two bad plays. Again, there is no need to be forgiving to the officials here. The officials screwed up. The Lions' reaction to that is the thing that they could control about the situation, and they reacted in a way that will always cause you to lose games. Like, even after the game, Dan Campbell was still livid, had still not really gotten over it, and he was right to be angry, because by all the evidence, the Lions completely got hosed there, and the NFL doubling down like they have, tripling down like they have, is ridiculous. Like, yes, 
if 70 was the player that reported, all of these other penalties would also happen. But he was not, and that's the point that the league seems to be missing, is that your guy couldn't hear what he was being told. Like, your guy screwed it up. That's the only reason any of those other penalties exist. And just a random thought I had, uh, because I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I absolutely hate the Lions number font because it is very difficult on camera to pick up quickly which players are who in some cases, unless they have, you know, equipment things that make them look very different, which like a lot of the time they do, or they just have different body types. So it's not that hard to pick out most of the time, but every once in a while you get like an 18 and a 19 and it looks exactly the same unless you get a perfect 90 degree, like shot at the back. So if I were to pick something the lines have done that could subconsciously be creating an unconscious bias against them, making it difficult to properly assess penalties because the numbers are difficult to read, is it? You make somebody's job 3% harder, and they are likely to be biased against you without intending it. That is just how the human brain works. So, no intent, but still just having this feeling of negativity toward you because of something that you have done in the past to make their lives more difficult. It's not a choice they're making, but it is a predictable reaction to stimulus. Same goes for PFF graders, same goes for reporters, same goes for the people making YouTube videos. So that's your takeaway from this game, if you have to have one, some people do, is that the Lions need to fix their stupid number font when they change their uniforms, if they want to win games like this. And if you think I'm serious... Well, then to you, I guess I am, because reality is perception. Tomorrow we're taking a trip around the division. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. You've had enough of that shit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.